0: All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of The Creative Hustle. As always, thank you to cabby 96 for the fire intro and outro beats, which you can find him on SoundCloud and this time on Spotify, because he just dropped his new album. So please go ahead and check that out. My name is Max and today I'm joined with a special guest, guest Keisha McInnes (laughs) uh, here at the National Arts Center, as always in Ottawa, it seems um but yeah welcome to the show thank you super happy to get you on board i think this is our youngest uh interviewee (laughs) probably youngest one uh guest on the on the show but i think that's amazing because uh, it doesn't matter like age is made up like it's it's a a number we assign to people and we all kind of go through different i guess problems or different challenges at different times in our lives so it's all it's it always gets like (laughs) incrementally more difficult or it changes so I think there'll be a, a lot of cool things to be said. So bit of background about yeah, you.
1: Yeah, so I'm just from Ottawa, um, and currently I'm at Lisker in my last year of high school, which is crazy, super busy. Yeah. Um, and I've been looking, like I'm into photography and starting to look more into videography, because I think that's really cool, and it's a cool way to kind of branch out and learn more about the art. Um, and right now I'm just like looking at college applications, which is crazy busy, um, as well as like, just kind of trying to, like, find a job and find, like, yeah. the side hustle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of me. and
0: Sweet. Eh. And we met through Instagram, right? Yeah, I, I think I, so. I know I've ripped on Instagram in the past, and I, I still, to this day, think it's a great platform um, for these reasons, right? We have these, like, peaks and, like, troughs, but then if you actually use it to, like, it's Networked good, yeah, to and, yeah. network and branch out and share your work, I think it's amazing, and... Ironically or funny enough, like we, yeah, this is like the place that we yeah. met, like we did like a, sh- a one-off shoot and uh, yeah, had a great time and here we are uh, like a year later. Yeah, yeah. So, like that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think how time flies, but um, yeah, full circle. And I think, uh, so the stuff that you're looking into now is like going through and taking your first stab at college applications yeah. and like what's next in life, right? Mm-hmm.
1: right yeah for sure it's definitely like it's a crazy thing to think about because like i remember being like here and kind of still being in high school a year ago and thinking like holy crap like that's like 12 months away like i can worry about it then and now it's here and i'm like holy shit like this is insane like i am not old enough to be dealing with this like what the heck um but no it's definitely like it's a fun experience to go through and i mean i think people that do get the chance to like be able to try and apply for colleges and universities are like very very lucky because i think it's definitely something that a lot of people will take for granted and i think that like being a very young person is challenging in its own way but also like being able to take that next step is really really cool and very like a really neat experience Mm,
0: definitely i like what you said there because for me sometimes i'm in a rut or i put a lot of pressure on myself to do better or to try something new and Sometimes you just have to take a step back and say, okay, well, you know, my baseline here is, you know, educated or I have the opportunity to apply to colleges Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and life is good. Like at the baseline, it's exceptional compared to a lot of other people too. Mm -hmm. So I might be kicking myself saying, Oh, (laughs) you don't need to do this or you should do this or uh, take more risks. It's like, well, at the end of the day, you still have like the piece of paper or the opportunity to go that route, which a lot of people within canada and also like around the world wouldn't even be given that opportunity to begin with so we count our blessings or count ourselves lucky from just that baseline so i think that's a really good way to approach things because it's easy to open up social media or just the news and see oh you know top top five ceos under 20 or something (laughs) and then you're like i could be that person which rightfully so we all got to be able to say you know I have these goals or i have these kind of dreams and i could see mm-hmm. myself doing that but it's not always like intuitive it's not always like everyone's gonna get there within that 30 second period like yeah absolutely. or within <laughs> that like five minute article of fame like there's so much work and so much other stuff that has to go in behind the scenes like whether that's getting your degree yeah. or or trying and failing and trying again and failing again like there's so much that goes into it and um being lucky isn't You can't bank on that. Like, you can't just say, I'm going to be lucky and become that one in a million. Yeah,
1: it's funny. I always, like, I always find it really interesting that, like, all of those people that, like, have millions of followers on, like, Instagram or any platform, they always hide that side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's coming out a little bit more. But, like, you look at, like, I don't know, pick any celebrity. And, like, you see that, like, they're doing great. And they're making thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. But they it's almost a fear of theirs to like show them to show people how much work goes into all that and i yeah, think that's really like, interesting even
0: times have changed on instagram or with mm-hmm. blogging it's more and more saturated and that's not to deter people from not trying because even for me like honestly if, if you go off following counts uh, on my personal account it's stagnating. like it's it's flat and then i'm like well i think my work is getting better or at least in my eyes like doing better but like Times have changed and it's not, you know, maybe the practices in the past, especially Mm -hmm. for developing alt used to be able to go and like and comment and you get a bunch of followers just doing that. And now it's like cutthroat, like, (laughs) like no one wants to follow back or there's, you know, it's just like, okay, everybody's in their own like friend kind of niche and it seems more established. And I'm sure that mainly has to do with behind the scenes, um, like algorithm changes or monetization, Like Instagram kind of wanting less, less growth and more stability so that they can like better predict yeah. how much money they're going to make off people. Um, and then the people that have already peaked at that level, then they're still fine because they can, you know, get those, those brands to still pay them and not depend yeah, solely off of uh, Instagram's algorithm. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Like Instagram as a whole, like they're constantly making new changes mm-hmm. and it's it's almost frustrating for like creators and for people who want to be able to network and kind of get to know people because you you go on your feed one day and it's like you're able to find things that like all associate to like things that you search up or things that you yeah. do. And then the next day you go on and it's showing you like completely different things and it's like, "Well, I don't like I don't want to see this. Like I don't need to waste my yeah. time looking at like I don't know, cat posts falling off of counters, like it's one of those things where if they advertise themselves as like a platform to network and a platform to connect, but then they almost take that away a little bit mm-hmm. from preventing people from really like reaching out and really networking. And I think that's also like a stigma that goes along with social media of like, if you see someone and you want to connect with them if they're significantly bigger in numbers than you, then it's super intimidating to go yeah. and do that. Whereas like- They just ignore
0: you or something Yeah, like.
1: and it's kind of that like, oh, well like if I even bother messaging them, like is it worth my time? Mm-hmm. Because are they just gonna like read it and then ignore it? Or are they like actually interested in working together? Yeah. Um, and I think like, I've definitely, I don't know about you, but I've definitely run into that like a lot, especially being very young. Like yeah. I'll message people And then we'll get into a conversation and they'll be like, yeah, like, let's work together. And then either they meet me or they'll ask me how old I am. And I'm like, oh, I'm 17. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, okay, no, never mind. Like, Hmm. I'm going to back out of this. Because I think it's partially part of, like, I think part of it is that, like, they look at younger people, especially in their teen years. And they say, like, okay, they have all of these ideas, but is their work worth it for how old they are. And like the stuff that they're putting out there, is it the same thing that they're able to do when you work with them one-on-one? Especially Mm -hmm. if like, I know for me, like starting out, I did a lot of, like I tried to stay away from networking because of like, because of my age. And I really tried to focus on like, okay, let's improve the skills with friends and like, I'll send them out and say like, go stand in the middle of the street and pose for me. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of get past that. And now I'm at a point where it's like, I'm stuck in this like weird age where people are like super hesitant to work with me, but they're also like, yeah, your content is cool, but you're not quite at that like 18, Mm. 19 level of being able to like really work together. Interesting. Which is tough. I don't know if you've ever had that before.
0: Yeah. Well, there. I mean, there are times recently where I, I'd scroll through, let's say Ottawa, and see what's popular, mm-hmm. like who's posting what, and I'll reach out to people, and then just it's just arbon. Like, there's just not even a response. Uh, and there's that initial fear of like, oh, should I message this person? <laughs> yeah. But for me, I just I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, kind of screw it. Let's message, see what happens. But it's kind of i find it a little bit rude i'm obviously biased because i'm on the receiving end (laughs) but it's like you can just tell me no or just say like oh by the way uh you know i don't like your like i i I don't think our stuff can work together or something but a lot of times it makes it seem when i don't get an answer it's just like okay well you're too elite to even be accepting my message yeah so (laughs) even though they're not like huge celebrities yeah you know i understand that kanye west or whoever whatever celebrity is probably getting hundreds of thousands of requests Mm -hmm. a day, I understand, but for someone that's kind of on the same page, especially like same town, it's just sometimes you just get that.
1: Yeah, it's weird like Ottawa has this like kind of niche of creators that stay to themselves and you really have to be in that group Mm -hmm. to really be able to understand and kind of unpack like what their whole agenda is. Because Mm -hmm. they're like, I don't know, I found that a lot of them can be very like reserved or like they're afraid to answer again because like they think that they're really big or like they Mm -hmm. just ignore it yeah which is tough but like I mean I guess you have to like pick and choose your fights there
0: yeah the age bias thing is I I didn't have much experience Mm -hmm. like I grew up in a smaller like Meaford, Ontario so you know probably (laughs) a few thousand people and there wasn't really any young entrepreneur Mm -hmm. or innovation hub it was just it, it was just country living for me for the most part. I'm sure there's more and more of it now. Um, but back then it was just like me and my friends skiing, taking pictures. I didn't think twice. So <laughs> yeah. it, I wasn't quite put in that same situation. And, you know, everyone at the high school knew each other in, you know, in a relatively good way too. So uh, like no one, like there, there wasn't this cutthroat Like, oh, you take photos. I'm going to take better photos. Than you. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, so, you, you edit videos and go skiing. That's sick. Like, let's, Let's try and like go shoot some handrails together, or go on a ski trip. And it was it was very nice and community focused. Yeah, and awesome. Like I, I love that. And from what I understand, or from what I understand, trying to do try to get that community feeling, whether it's in the arts mm-hmm. or in innovation space, like it's much more difficult in this city, but also in this kind of time space. Like yeah. I think it was a little. Now, I sound old saying this, but simpler times. <laughs> and even then, there was social media and stuff to talk about. So, like, our parents, like, they didn't have that. It was, like, you want a phone? You want to get in touch with yeah. someone? Open the yellow pages and dial them <laughs> yeah. up. And for a lot of different reasons, sometimes I look at myself and I look at my phone when it's, like, 9 or 11 p.m. at night and I'm just, like, aimlessly scrolling. I'm, like, yo, life would be so much simpler if... Yeah we just had that like old school mentality and used these new school tools, like recording podcasts <laughs> yeah. remotely with Wi-Fi and you know, different things. But sometimes it's, yeah, it's tough. It, like whether it's the environment, whether it's our generation, who knows what it is, but, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe, yeah, maybe it's the city, maybe it's people around, but there's always, like if we're here talking and we can get along on this level, then I'm sure there's gotta be other people out there. And that's yeah, absolutely. kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll go knocking on doors on Instagram and get rejected. But with that hope that maybe that one in 50 or one in 100 will be yeah. like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. vibe with your work. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever considered of moving to like bigger cities to really get that like bigger network
0: for me? I'm in an interesting kind of space where my nine to five is is actually relatively speaking if I was doing that same job in another city. I don't think it would be as enriching or it wouldn't be as economical either because there's so many perks to Ottawa relative Mm -hmm. to living in a big city. That's whether that be cost of living or just having access to parks, fresh air. Like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff that I've come to realize is makes Ottawa like 10 out of 10. Um, But on some levels, you're right. If you're looking to connect with a lot more younger people that are Mm -hmm. driven, that are going to get some new innovative Product out on the market, something like Toronto or even you know the classic New York, right? But that comes at a huge cost. So at this point, for the time being, I'm I still have a lot to learn in my current role. Um, So that's like number one, and then also I can't I couldn't really justify just moving and doing the same job somewhere else because then I'd be like it'd be like just handing over money when really. I, I can plan my time accordingly to say, if there's something like let's say I knew there was five people in Toronto that I needed to reach out to, I would try and bang that out in a weekend mm-hmm. and just do it based on that and then kind of inch your way into the, like the deep end so that at that point where it's like, okay, I can no longer fit these in the weekends then make that move. I don't think you need to be as like bold and say, I'm packing my stuff up yeah. completely, it depends, you know, sometimes that could work really great if someone knows exactly where they want to align themselves to, but it's the same thing with, especially in New York, that's on different levels, yeah. you hear people pick like selling everything they have, risking it all for the biscuit, and then they live in New York on like a, you know, a budget that most people in auto would not even be able to understand. But doing it for the love of what they do and doing it because they think New York and the people there will bring them that next to that next level. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think that you can do it if you, you know, if you're working in a career or in a job that you can earn some extra money. You can plan those weekends yeah, accordingly absolutely. so that you're not fully risking it all mm-hmm. at once. Because my philosophy, which is probably more risk adverse than a lot of people, Although I like to think that I'm that go-getter, like I'll get something done, which I will get it done, but I'm more hesitant. And I think that life is like the equation I've alluded to in other podcasts is when you're applying for jobs, when you're applying to colleges, it's the amount of work you put in multiplied by the luck factor. Mm -hmm. And that can be applied to Instagram communities too. You know, some people blow up, some people don't. Why is that? Well, that might not be because... That you know, person X put in 10 hours versus person Y has been putting 80 hours of equal work. That could have just been that one-off person that person X with the 10 hours met, and then all of a sudden they've been brought to the level of fame. <laughs> yeah. Or that same thing with applying to universities, colleges. Like you might get into one school but not the other, even though the other one is ranked lower. But this one, you would have thought, oh, what? Like I wasn't yeah. expecting that. So there's so much unknown. But the one thing you can control out of that is, like, how much work you put in. So that's kind of where I come in. Um, But there's also some luck, too. And then going back to that New York and moving stuff, like, Mm -hmm. there's luck involved in that as well. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure, sure, like, right place, right time. (laughs) Yeah. But also, the hard work is, that's what you'll notice with good and successful entrepreneurs. Mm. Because you can win the lottery once with a good product. But if they're going to continue a career in entrepreneurship or in tech or in whatever industry they're in if they're successful and replicating that it's because Mm -hmm. of the hard work not just solely focused on the luck so that's yeah a long answer to (laughs) for now i'm not focused on moving Moving anywhere anywhere else but i am focused on utilizing that free time that i do have on weekends whether Mm -hmm. that be planning trips to go to other places and and actually kind of just to allude to some of my goals moving mm-hmm. forward i, I want to just like you actually create more content mm-hmm. uh, and put stuff out there in the video space so whether that be just random youtube videos like I, I made i made my first youtube video uh a few weeks ago just like how to mount like a mm-hmm. print in like an economical way and i was like you know what i'll put it out there and see what happens and it's very low cost once you have a lot of the gear um like it It can be very low cost. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that from a wedding photographer's perspective with a lot of nice gear, but understand that you can go and be a vlogger with a phone. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it all starts somewhere. Yeah. Long answer, but
1: (laughs) rant. (laughs) For sure. Um, What was, like, what's your inspiration for having started Alt? Because I know that, like, when we first talked, Mm -hmm. like, you guys had already kind of taken off and it was already kind of, like, I had talked to people that were, like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who they are. Like, that's really oh, cool. cool that you know them. <laughs> um, awesome. But like, what was that? Like, what sparked that inspiration? Yeah. Of-
0: Alts was a mistake, I'd say. <laughs> not yeah. mis- like it came about as a mistake. It's not like a, looking back, it's not a mistake. It's a great mistake. Um, so in university and college, we we noticed that after first year, so I noticed like after first year because brendan's a year younger so mm-hmm. he wasn't in university yet so my my best like my best friend in university basilio and i were taking pictures around different clubs different networking events mm-hmm. um and sharing them right because especially business school people need linkedin shots people yeah. want these like evidence that they're at these conferences so that they can put it in a personal development project report that we had to do so there was a lot of opportunity for me to develop my photography skills because prior to that it was just skiing and travel
1: yeah
0: i wasn't taking pictures of people like i was just kind of like that guy just
1: mm-hmm. not
0: creeping but just like you know not i wasn't shooting portraits so that was weird or shooting weddings either um so then we noticed like more and more of these clubs a lot of our friends that were on these clubs were like yeah come out you'll get free food you'll get networking <laughs> yeah and that was great for the first few especially like you know being a, uh, a university student free food <laughs> yeah I'm there. But it's a lot of work, and then you're you're essentially you're working you're on your feet the entire day or the entire networking conference, and then I'm trying to think okay if I'm going to go into marketing or finance like I can't it's hard for me just to just like network because I'm on the job I'm supposed to be taking yeah. photos like this is like an awkward maybe five minutes at the end I can talk to someone so the value there I realized that if I were to take photos for the next I guess for the three remaining years of the four. And all my friends would be getting, moving up in these club ranks, right? It's a, it's a big, it's important in business school to be involved in extracurriculars. So yeah, if you're absolutely. a VP of this or exec of that, then you get credibility to put on mm-hmm. your resume. And you also de- develop like that network of people within the school, but also outside of the school, you know, bringing industry professionals to these mm-hmm. events. All that to say, I realized quickly that, no, if I just take photos the whole time, I'm just going to be deemed the photographer for the past four years, and I won't be able to get into any of the kind of places I want to be. So we actually wanted to make a formal club within our business school that would just be media focused, that would just provide content to all these different other clubs, right, kind of like an outlet, so that it would provide not just these clubs and the students with stuff, but also the, the business school like administration like yeah. oh wow we can share this and it's funny because at the time they weren't really about that <laughs> and I look back now and they're hard on like the socials and that yeah. like building that community through like student clubs mm-hmm. so it really just spurred because I didn't have a job and then Brendan didn't have a job lined up for the summer and we're like why not we're in business school we don't have internships and in traditional businesses, let's just create our own and see what happens, right? Like yeah. worst case, like at least it's a failure and you can talk about <laughs> yeah. that, what you've learned. So that's actually how we started. And from there, it's just been, you know, on the side part time, I'd say mm-hmm. a lot more focus in university because we were known and around the school and that would drive us business. Like we got to shoot some amazing concerts, phenomenal. Like if you look at our portfolio in the past right now, it's more geared towards wedding photography but in the past it was just everything and anything. Shooting concerts, doing events for like Lululemon, yoga, um, on Toronto Island, like with thousands of people. We did some weddings, we did some conferences at school and we did some Mm -hmm. weddings for people that we met through the university. So it was all over the place. Um, So not your typical kind of startup. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, for sure. But yeah, that's all that to say just kind of started because we were not rebelling against the stiffson, but we just found like we were hitting a hard uh, uh yeah. we were stuck between a rock and a hard place with administration they didn't want to allow us to start a club so we said start a business and bill you
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like
0: th- we didn't say that directly <laughs> yeah. we, we created the business and then started doing awesome work and then they're like oh dang like and then yeah we like we've actually invoiced the school so that's pretty yeah. that's pretty funny so just because you said you get told no you can't do something yeah, absolutely. even though we're, we were going to do all of that for free for the school they said no we don't want that <laughs> okay well we'll go the, the hard way and become a vendor and you can hire yeah. us so that's how it started
1: that's really cool that's awesome
0: and the instagram part kind of spurred at the time 2015 2016 it blew up as mm-hmm. i said earlier different times, different ways to cultivate a following. I found it was way more responsive, but that's kind of how when people see our account, they're like, whoa, you guys are at like 10.4K. That's amazing. Like you guys are celebrities. At the time I would say, well, okay, maybe like 2016. Yeah, like we're getting a lot of likes We're getting shared by all these Ottawa, especially t- beginning 2017. Like we are getting, sh- I was getting like a lot of reposts and a lot of features and our best performing post was a shot of the Rideau Canal. had like I want to say like two or three thousand likes which is nuts I mean this is not these are not bots like we didn't pay for likes here this was just organic through people sharing it and that was absurd but then if you ask now it's like well we're lucky to get three or four hundred likes on a post so are we celebrities I don't think so but at the same time very grateful that people Mm -hmm. like yourself and your friends do recognize like some of our work Uh, so yeah. Thank you. No <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's really yeah. cool. Um, cause I've like I've definitely talked to a lot of people and they've been like, yeah, like they're really really cool. But like, I don't really know like how that started because yeah. like a lot of my friends are my age, right? So like it's for them they either like have just gotten on Instagram within mm-hmm. the past couple of years, and so for them, that being said, a lot of them are not in the like creator. Industry right, um, in just, Ottawa. Yeah. They're just normal people that kind of hang out. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> yeah, I
0: like normal people. Yeah,
1: um, and so it was funny because I remember like the girl that I was with the first time we met here. Um, she, we were talking Caitlin. about it off Caitlin. Yeah, yeah okay. um, we were talking about it afterwards, and she was saying that like it was really really cool to be able to meet you and to be able to kind of like see how this industry works and how creators work together um and i just thought that was really neat because it's not something that you see a lot kind of just walking around in ottawa yeah like again unless you're in that very close community of like photographers or Mm -hmm. of bloggers like it's really challenging to see that that's true yeah um but it's definitely a really cool way to look at things
0: i'm always happy to connect if you have friends or if someone random is like oh listen to this podcast this guy seems like he knows his stuff even though he really doesn't but like he has some experience at least like i'm always happy to connect and i think just yeah, like absolutely. you mentioned earlier there's a lot of stuff that goes down like within these kind of tight-knit communities that you just don't you're not oh, like people are just aren't open to letting people in but i think i'm at the point and brendan as well like it's time like it's time to let people in and it's time mm-hmm. to like get the discussion going because that's not how I'm gonna expand my network. That's not how you're gonna break through into a creative industry. Like it's, it doesn't make sense why people are- So closed off. So close together, yeah. Or sorry, yeah, exactly. So closed off and so like tight knit. It's like, go meet with someone for coffee, then decide if you wanna spend more time with them or if you really wanna like, you know, let them into your circle. Like, but a lot of people aren't even willing to give you that chance to begin with. So that I'm not, I'm always like open-minded like you yeah. could be you, i could be working for you in less than a year or in 20 years like you could be my boss so i don't actually know that and you don't know that yeah. so why not like who knows right so if if you're gonna if people are gonna be closed-minded
1: that's
0: mm-hmm. one thing to allocate your time differently like we we're talking about before mm-hmm. the podcast like, if you just get too many requests like you gotta focus on something but if you're just closed-minded and Or just refuse to interact with any other human beings Mm -hmm. other than your tight best friends. Yeah. Eventually that's going to bite you in the ass because you're not going to be able to take in from other people Mm -hmm. different opinions, you know, different perspectives, whether that's arts or not, creative or not, like there's a lot to be said about just holding the door open for someone, be like, oh yeah, like have a great day, like just just be a nice person, like let people... Let people express themselves. So, anytime, open to that. Apologies for any of the background noise here. Someone (laughs) just rearranging the tables, but we'll roll with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, do you have any other questions?
0: Any challenges? Like, I know you're at the point where you're applying for different colleges. You're also still in high school. Like, you still got exams going. You're working too. Like, there's the creative side. So, like, do you feel pressured? Is it. Are you scared? Is it a good amount of scared? There's a lot of, I'm yeah. just trying to think back to when I was going through that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, so I have an older brother and an older sister, and my brother's 12 years older than I am, and my sister's 10 years older than I am. So, like, huge age gap. Yeah. Um, and so my parents kind of went through their two years apart. So my parents went through the, like, college-university rush very, very close together because they were going to college two years after, or university two years after each other. And then my parents had this huge gap of, like, I don't know how long it's been since they've been done school, but like really, really big gap. And so I grew up for the most part almost as an only child, being the only kid in the house. Um, And so I think that like the pressure of applying for universities and colleges is definitely there because I think, I mean, I'm surrounded by people. I go to a very academic school, which is hard for someone who's like more leaning towards the arts and the creative side of things. Um, And all of my friends are very, very smart, like they're very academic. So they're all applying to like UBC. Some of them are applying to Ivy League schools. So it's very like pressure in that sense of like, well, if I don't apply, then like, am I missing out on something? Am I missing out on an opportunity to go (laughs) and be like, like, yes, like go be an academic, like go and work in some super big company for whoever and it's that pressure but at the same time like my parents had been very good about not saying like okay you need to do this with your life like I remember growing up and I mean it's weird to say because I'm only 17 but like being yeah. really little and my parents were always like yeah like you should go into this or like it would be great to have a like doctor in the family or something like that right. and of course they were joking but I mean I think that's that's always kind of stuck with me of like Well, if they really want me to do that, then why don't I focus my time on that? And I think now I've hit a point of, like, I could go down that route, Mm -hmm. and I could be not miserable, but I could be relatively unhappy with what I'm doing. Or I could take a super unconventional route and go and, like, I don't know, go live in a big city for a year and figure out what it's like to network and how challenging it can be to do all of that. Because I think in Ottawa, like... Yeah, it's a like it's a great city and like we're really fortunate to have so many different kind of little niches here and there. But at the same time, it's I'm almost at a point now where I'm hitting this like roadblock of like I've networked with a lot of people. A lot of people have turned me down because of my age or because they don't mm. have the time for it, which is totally understandable and that's fine. But if I've hit that point, like where do I move from there? Like right next, yeah. I'm in a I'm in a box now of like I've done the photography thing. I'm starting videography. I've considered doing podcasts because I think like they're very, very popular right now. And I think it's a really cool way to do go about things and kind of network in that sense. But then from there, where do I go? Like it's always like I feel a lot of that pressure of like constantly having to know what my next move is or like Mm -hmm. where that's gonna lead me in like five or ten years. Yeah.
0: Completely understandable, as I'm sure a lot of people your age going through that application process right now probably thinking for themselves that same thing even from my perspective even though I'm not applying to grad schools or anything right now Mm -hmm. that what's next like what am I you know I've tried let's say I've tried photography I've tried podcasts I'm doing some video what's going to work what's not I think that just being able to give each of those enough time and Reassess. Let's mm-hmm. say you want to start doing videos, try it for six months, try it for a year, and then reassess because for me, it's easy to... I'm interested in a lot of different things, so it's very easy my yeah. personality be like, I'm going to try this, and one day I'm going to be a YouTuber, I'm going to do a newsletter. So I don't want to be like a complete train wreck where I'm just trying to do everything <laughs> yeah. I can but not giving each enough attention. So that's one thing for me, even at my age, because a lot of people can sit there and go... And look, at probably, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. You know, you're working at a bank, stable job, like you've gone through the academic route, you're good. Like, just work hard, and like, you'll work your way up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm also like on the back burner thinking other stuff too, whether that's keeping up the photography side of things or investing more into my personal brand or like personal video side mm-hmm. uh, to see what could happen there. So, the doors aren't completely closed just because like you choose a certain path so because you go into let's say uh social work or you go to x college instead of y or this city instead of that Mm -hmm. the doors don't automatically close you can always after that six months or year reassess and say okay you know is it working is it not and that's the beauty about our generation i'm I got to be careful because I'm probably at like, I'm pushing it, but our generation like mine and, and yours yeah. and below, it's highly unlikely that either of us or most of the people you know will just apply to one firm and work there their whole lives. That used to be the case maybe for our grandparents, maybe yeah. our parents, but there's a, a more and more emphasis placed on if you're good at what you do, if you're smart and you're willing to learn, that's, that's what people want. Mm-hmm. and it's they understand that if you want to try out different things that you can for a, for the most part if you're going to go study medicine for eight years it's hard to say well I'm just going to completely abandon yeah. that but you could practice and then you might go into pharmaceuticals and then you might work for a startup that's in healthcare that's trying to link patients to doctors yeah. uh, from east coast so like you know what I mean so there's a lot more leeway so it's great it's awesome that you've like Mm -hmm. chosen like a path that you want to apply to um and i truly hope you get like you realize that and go down (laughs) it but keep something burning on the side keep yeah keep that photography or creative or videography side on the back burner and keep going at that because like that's what keeps me grounded uh if i like if i was just focused on numbers and financials like and i thought that that was my be all end all Mm -hmm. and i would be all in on that right and i'd be working extra hours and not really caring about anything else in the space but i think as we're exposed to so many different platforms so many different people mm-hmm. even though we might not be connected with them like i watch a lot of youtube i watch a lot of people on instagram and see what they're up to like it gives you options and and hope mm-hmm. right like that maybe one day you can try that and if that doesn't work try something yeah else. absolutely so like diversifying your experience is super super important
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so that's yeah that's my two as a yeah. like old geezer <laughs> reporting here yeah yeah
1: i don't know what i don't yeah i don't <laughs> know what's going on
0: i really hope that the audio is fine i apologize yeah. if it's annoying but i'll do my best to <laughs> quiet that out but uh yeah any more do you have any questions for me
1: um let's see let's see let's see uh where do you see yourself in i don't know five years
0: classic interview question yeah i've had a lot of those questions uh and my, my easy answer, but also truthful answer is I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned in the past two to three years is that I'm someone who constantly wants to be learning, number one. So in five years, I want to be doing the same, learning. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to be in the same industry or position. But I got it, like, because I'm not so set on post-grad or any other degree at the moment, my learning has to keep going because otherwise I'd just go nuts just sitting in an office, plucking away numbers. So that's number one. And then same with, I guess one, that would be one A and one B is like, just making sure that you're happy and that kind of ties into it. Um, Whether that's getting fulfillment through your nine to five or getting fulfillment through your five to nine, what it goes on Mm -hmm. afterwards you got to balance it out and be happy with yourself in the present because a lot of people waste time saying, if I invest X amount of time, let's say a year, if I bite the bullet and I work in this, like just as an example, like a crappy job for two years and then maybe I'll be able to save enough money and go do something else. Well, yes, but you got to be like, those two years are going to be long as hell if you don't- keep busy with something else or have other people in your life to bring you that happiness. So, are you happy now? Yes or no? And if not, how can you change that and like mm-hmm. and and yeah, become happier cuz I don't care how much you make off of selling your startup or how much you make working your job as an investment banker. Like, if you're not like a happy person, I value that as like worthless. And I'm sure a lot of people do the same thing and Everybody's story is different. I got got to understand that. But like, you know, what do we live for? And I don't live for the money. I don't live for being able to brag about how many startups I own. So I brag about being able to go and connect with family and friends when it counts. So I know that's a cheesy, corny answer, but seriously, (laughs) just happy and learning. That's number one. Um, To give you the less easy answer at some point in the next, between next, like between like I guess, like a year and five years ahead from now, I want to be able to travel kind of on my own device,
1: yeah,
0: uh, and and explore the world because I think we live in a time where that's available to us. And for someone like me, who loved to play Pokemon as a kid and just explore, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to just go out there and also use that photography slash videography side to
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: to, to document that um, and really make projects out of it. You know, not just kind of take a po- photo like put some thought into it or put Mm -hmm. some thought into the storytelling along the way so yeah Yeah, that's that's my two cents yeah i could ask you the same thing but i feel like it would be similar and or you're also going through some like (laughs) application time now yeah it's a lot of unknown and it's quite honestly very hard to answer so Mm -hmm. um Unless you really had, miss you had something to say yeah, to I I mean, like, cut you off there. But. No,
1: it's it's definitely like it's a scary thought. I think that I mean in five years I will either be just finishing a university degree or who knows, be yeah. like traveling or whatever. But ideally like I also really want to travel. I think that anybody in the creator kind of community like has that travel bug and really yeah. wants to get out there and go and see so much more than what they have access to now. Um, And I think it would be really cool. I've been watching a lot of like kind of different creator communities across the world get together and do like a bunch of like weekend trips or do all of that. And I think that would be really, really cool to just get a group of people together and like go somewhere, even if it's like Toronto or Montreal or somewhere super, super close. Uh, Because I think it, it allows people to kind of open that closed off door a little bit by being exposed to like a group of people that have similar ideas or want to mm-hmm. share the same thing
0: absolutely i think that's that's awesome like kind of travel in a pod of dolphins right yeah <laughs> but that's super true i think for me what i've realized is the, the very few people that mm-hmm. i have met in my life like that i can just connect like i was mentioning earlier my friend cam like out west mm-hmm. like like ski guy awesome dude like people like that you just want to kind of bring into your life and have them with you and just be able to experience that together and and thrive off one another especially if it's creator wise because you might see an angle that I don't see and it's all about you see big youtubers do it promote their friends and yeah so like why are we so cutthroat from just starting out because we need to like if you ask me what the best way of I guess, expanding your Instagram following now, I would honestly say meeting people, Mm -hmm. talking to them, working with them and networking because that's how you're going to get a gen, like you, it's at the point where I'm not going to get a follower by just spamming likes or commenting. Yeah. But if I'm, you know, if I sit down with you for five to 50 minutes or something Mm -hmm. and explain our stories, oh, by the way, like I shoot photos and like, if you want to follow me, like check it out you're more likely to do that than if I were to just randomly spam your yeah, stuff yeah, or the
1: like classic comment of like, like for like, or yeah, like, follow for follow exactly
0: like, so yeah. I think that genuine human connections can help create the artificial ones that we have yeah um, and then those artificial, like the more <laughs> human ones, human like the more real connections you get then the more artificial ones you'll have. And then the more kind of traction you'll, you'll gain on whatever algorithm that Mm they base their stuff off. So it's counterintuitive because in the past it was like, I'm going to reach out to as many people as possible and they're going to, we're all going to connect online and then we'll meet each other in person. But now I think that it's the opposite. Try and try and meet them in person first and then connect. Yeah. And that's how we approach wedding photography. That's how we've done it for years. And then that's funny that now you can apply that to social media. It's like the biggest thing. How much do you charge for a wedding? Like, what are your rates? Like, where's your packages? Where are your packages? Like the first thing we try and do Mm -hmm. is sit you down with us because if we just give you a price, it's like a commodity. If you just follow me for whatever, you don't even know me. Like, okay, you might think my stuff's nice or not, but it's just kind of like another number. But if you sit down with us, that's the human side. And I'm much more willing to spend thousands of dollars on someone that I met even though it's more expensive than someone else that might offer something relatively the same quality, mm-hmm. just because I've met you and I can trust you more, that's where the money goes, or that's where if you're trying to develop an Instagram community, that's where the success or like the growth comes from. It's because people actually kind of trust your work. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, one last question. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh shoot, I just lost it. Oh no. That's okay. um oh okay like be brutally honest what was your initial thought when i told you i was 17 like a year ago
0: i thought that you were and i still think you are very like wise and mature and that's not not, my as my (laughs) 17 year old self 17 year old self i'd be like shut up like i don't want to i don't want (laughs) to be old or mature or whatever but i'll tell you like it it helps a lot because Mm -hmm. As someone who's mature, you can connect with someone who's less mature that we have all had. Like we all have those awesome friends and I still do to this date and some of my best friends, like they're crazy, right? (laughs) We all have those awesome friends, but you can also connect with people that are at that same level maturity and beyond. Um, And I I noticed like just by talking to you, you're not Mm -hmm. someone who's like, just ask random questions or like just filler, like it's thoughtful. And in a time of Fortnite and a time of social media <laughs> yeah. madness, it's really refreshing. And uh, yeah, so that that was my initial thought. And cool. yeah, obviously at first it's like okay, well, seventeen, it does it does ring like not an alarm bell, but it's like oh, okay, you gotta be cautious. Like I'm, you know, swearing and stuff. Like I, there's a certain kind of approach that is like someone who's older, and especially me who. In my mind, I still think like I'm 17 most of the time, right? So it's hard, like, as the years go by, I'm like, damn, like, yo, I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not that like young and up and coming anymore, even though, yes, relatively speaking to someone who's 30, I still am, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's perspective. So it, yeah, it was awesome to meet you that's down to earth and also driven and not Mm -hmm. sitting on your ass, like just not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah you're always kind of being like let's go shoot let's go do something and so that's on me to the reason why this has taken so long so thank you yeah
1: no thank you yeah no it's been really really cool i definitely like people often are kind of like like why are you working with people that are like five plus years older than you and it's like for me it's a i come from a perspective of like because they're the ones that actually are willing to like put in that time with with some like leeway but like that being said like i think that there's a lot of people that are my age that just kind of like sit around and it's like that's fine if that's what you want to do then go do that but like at the same time you like this is more so the time to like go out and make those connections and be able to like build that foundation of like these are the people that i know these are the people that i can use in five or ten years down the line and say like hey let's go do this or like let's go travel to God knows where. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: Exactly. And I
1: think that it's really like helpful to have people like you and have people like all around the city that are mm-hmm. super, super helpful and really willing to like dive. To grind, so, yeah. yeah.
0: It can be discouraging at times, as I said, knocking <laughs> on doors and then someone just like, you, you know, you just get rejected or, but when you do find those connections, like yourself or your group of friends, like. You got to hold on to those and like run with that Mm because it'll it'll pay dividends like you'll i'm going to interview you in five years even though there's no podcast or like we'll (laughs) chat or whatever and then you'll be like okay like i've probably learned i I have learned so much and here's Mm -hmm. why and you know so and so we connected well and carried through and you know some people faded away and that's that's life but you just got to keep going and Mm -hmm. and get up from the knocks right because it sucks like I get you're gonna get knocked down at all levels yeah whether or not you're a creative on your own or you're working in a big fortune 500 company there's always gonna be challenges so it's just how you how you navigate through those and the more the bigger and higher quality base of friends and Mm -hmm. colleagues you have the better you are in life because like if I get fired and I no one likes me like it's going to be a lot more difficult to find mm-hmm. another job versus if I get fired because the company's downsizing, but I have kept connections with previous employers. There's more of a chance, right? There's, there's more of a spark to rekindle there versus completely just like, like if you, it's the people, it doesn't matter the position.
1: Yeah. The absolutely. Rank, right, so yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. That's a wrap. Yeah. You got all your questions. Yeah.
0: And if anyone's listening, and you want to fire off questions to either of us and yeah. put it out there. How can people connect with you? If, uh,
1: okay. They can go, I guess they can either go through you or go through Instagram. Okay. Um, I can send you my Instagram as sure. well. At um, Keisha McInnes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And then I'll then there's link also... that
0: in the, in the notes as well, but yeah, reach out to either of us and we'll connect you with one or the other, whoever you're trying to reach out <laughs> yeah. to. But yeah. And if you're listening and you kind of find yourself in that creative space or in Rather in that space where it's tough to connect with people, like connect to, uh, connect with us. It's a start, and um, it can only go. Yeah, it can only. Like we're positive people, so we'll let you in. <laughs> yes. I promise. And yeah, with that being said, I'll wrap it up now. You can hear Cabby ninety six just about now, and just another FYI to go check out his new album on Spotify. This is not a plug. Like he is not said to say this, but. He's has helped us for years with music, which I think is awesome. And another creator that's in that space of a nine to five, but also doing what he loves on his free time. So for someone like that to hit Spotify, that means a lot to me. And I know what it's like to see a few views. So go drop him some love on Spotify, cabby96. And as always, stay creative, keep hustling. Thanks for coming on this.
1: Yeah, thank you for me.
0: And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.